coming up in this episode of Can You Believe It? You know what I'm thinking now? Birds are tiny robots. Birds are tiny robots. (laughs) Birds are tiny robots. Yep. American people shouting at yes. their phones right now. Any <laughs> Americans. Oh my God. I know. They probably didn't even know either. <laughs> I'm saying that's pronounced man liquor. I'm not definitely going with man liquor. Right. <laughs> you were fools in the skies. Illuminati's controlling your life. Can you believe it? Rub circles and Jesus toast. The time that kiss you fucked a ghost. Hello and welcome to Can You Believe It, a semi-regular podcast on the unexplained that asks the all-important question, can you believe it? My name is Matt Neal and I'm joined, as per usual, by a man who's written in the key of A minor and opens with an arpeggiated finger-picked guitar chord progression with a chromatic descending bass line, the Colonel. Thanks for joining us, Colonel. Just keeping it jazzy. (laughs) I'm also joined by Passiona bootlegger and soft cheese connoisseur, Brady Jones. Welcome, Brady. (laughs) I'm a persistos man in real life. All right. Pasito? Yeah, persistos, we call it. Persistos. Okay, yeah. oh, sorry. How dare no, I? No, the uh, eucalyptus oil. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> oh, right. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> now, before we dive into today's tale of incongruous irregularities, let's hear a message from our sponsor. Colonel? Uh, today's sponsor is from uh, one of our old favorites, Carl- Carlsberg Farms. Uh, we actually have, have a re- retraction here. I'm just going to read it. Um, Carlsberg Farms, Farms would like to recall one of its products, the Death Apple. If you purchased death apples between January 1998 and yesterday, you should return them immediately to your place of purchase. Due to a manufacturing error, death apples were accidentally injected with the incorrect amount of battery acid. (laughs) Side effects may include engorged nipples, extra nipples, lactating armpits, engorged armpits, (laughs) diarrhea, and death by engorgement. (laughs) Simply return your death apples for a full refund or, alternatively, use them to power small household appliances. <laughs> death apples. You can't say we didn't warn you. Thank you to Carlsberg Farms for uh, well for that retraction. It's, you know, well, I guess they're, they're just buying like airtime on our uh, popular yeah. podcast. Mm, reaching the millions. You can't say that they don't value the people. Well, they're making an effort there, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Death by engorgement is not something that <laughs> I would want to see. Not something I'd recommend. <laughs> All right. I'm now going to read a story of the unexplained to my uh, two friends here. And uh, this podcast typically leans to the paranormal. Um, but uh, we've had a conspiracy episode this season, and this is another one. But again, Good. double conspiracy. Just yep, yep. It's conspiracy well, the, the, season you know, the, here. At the, the, can you the believe question it? question re- remains solid, you know. Like, yeah. Can you believe yeah. it? Yeah. Strap me in, I'm ready. When we yeah, run out I'm of ready. story ideas, I'm just going to tell, like, crazy stories from my own life and then ask you if you can believe that, like, later on. No, yeah. that sounds boring. Yeah, yeah okay, I don't like right. that. I would rather die by engorgement. <laughs> 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 I'm just going to tell you, like, my dreams. Yes. <laughs> like, 40 minutes. Welcome to Can You Dream It? Okay. The listener we- count might actually go up. 
All right. We're going big with this one. I had to get my head around things. I had no idea of how it actually went down. And now I understand a lot more about this. But uh, strap yourselves in, boys. Uh, is this like... Okay. No, no, no. No, go on. Do you want to have is a guess? It's like 9-11 or something. That's exactly what Brady said before off air. Yeah. It's not 9-11. You know what okay. I'm thinking now? Birds are tiny robots. Birds are tiny robots. Sorry, that was just so left field. I didn't see it coming in. No one sees birds are tiny robots coming. to back this up or is this He did say he had to get his head around something. Yeah, I thought I knew about birds, but I didn't know about birds. Fuck, if that's not actually what this episode's about, I'm out. Because I want that now. going to really disappoint you now. Sorry. So birds. <laughs> <laughs> okay. John Fitzgerald Kennedy was born on May 29, 1917 in Brookline, Massachusetts. He, All right. went, he went to Harvard, served in the US Navy during World War II, winning a Purple Heart before being honorably discharged due to a back injury. In 1961, he was inaugurated as the 35th president of the United States of America, narrowly defeating incumbent Vice President Richard Nixon. On November 22, 1963, he was assassinated while driving in a motorcade in Dallas, Texas. Mm. You all ready for this? We're going to go full fucking JFK here. So it's actually not birds, all right. (laughs) (laughs) It's actually not that birds are tiny robots. Well, didn't JFK invent... No, I'm sorry. (laughs) I think he was actually trying, uh, working to, you know, uh, release information about birds being tiny robots. (laughs) And that's why they killed him. I have ruined this episode already. <laughs> <laughs> or you've given us a great running joke that's yeah. going to get tired real soon. Yeah. <laughs> the, wa- the Warren Commission was set up in the days that followed to investigate the killing of the president. It found that former U.S. Marine Lee Harvey Oswald acted alone in the assassination, firing three shots from a sixth floor window of the Texas School Book Depository, as evidenced by the three shell casings found there alongside a gun owned by Oswald. This is known as the lone gunman theory. Mm-hmm. All the bits of this have names because there's so many fucking just... Crazy ideas about things and things to have a go at this about. Like, the th- so many elements to criticize all the stuff around JFK's assassination. So, the lone gunman theory is probably like the prevailing thing, though. Like, that the, is, yeah. yes, that is what is the general consensus is believed to have happened. Yeah. Is that it was Lee Harvey Oswald acting on his own and he did it all. Oswald had a history of violence and had trained as a sharpshooter while in the Marines. He was under FBI surveillance at the time of the assassination assassination, and had tried to renounce his American citizenship while in Russia just four years prior to killing Kennedy. It's believed the first shot missed the motorcade and there's a mark on the footpath that some people believe is a result of the first bullet. But Oswald's second shot hit Kennedy in the neck from behind, passing within two inches of his spine and damaging his first thoracic vertebra. It emerged from his throat and hit Texas Texan Governor John Connolly, who was seated in front of Kennedy in the presidential limousine. The bullet then passed through Connolly's back just near his right armpit exited his chest and struck his wrist, shattering it before exiting his wrist and embedding itself in his left thigh. Now, this bullet was uh, later discovered on Connolly's gurney at the hospital. And this is the single bullet theory, sometimes derided as the magic bullet theory. Right. Um, 
Like, it, bullet, is that how bullets behave? Like, like when they enter your body, do they bounce around in ping pong ball uh, uh, about until, you know, they, their force is the, dis- dispersed? It depends on the bullet, I think, and, like, what you're firing it from and blah, blah, blah. But, like, you know, because, I mean, there's some ammunition now, and I don't know what kind it is, but basically, like, if it hits you it like fucking ripples out yeah, well, like that's, that's just like, like a, hollow like, points or something yeah or? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's just a yeah. hollow point yeah yeah so but i mean he's a sharpshooter so like it's probably ammunition specifically for you know piercing and whatever well, well making a long range shot so yeah like, what, what was the caliber of gun that you said he uh used? does it i haven't said it yet it's in here somewhere as the make of the gun is in here but i don't have that uh, I thought it, key I, detail missing. I always yes. thought it was one shot. I didn't realize it was three. I didn't know that either. That's a, yeah. that's one of the things when I was researching this. I was like, how did it actually go down? Like, mm. you, you think you know about JFK assassination to a certain extent, but then you're like, but what actually happened? What's the second by second breakdown of how it went down? And that's largely where a lot of uh, these conspiracy theories come in is because they're trying. They'll pick out something out of the timeline, one thing they'll go, oh, this doesn't work. And so then they can just run and go, well, this is the thing that disproves all of it. And because it's so so studied, but also still kind of so vague, uh, because there's not there's only one set of proper footage of it, or it's two sets of footage, I think. Um, you know, it's still there's still this kind of air of mystery around it, especially because the government investigated it so heavily. Well and I mean Who trusts the government? Like that Yeah, I mean there's a lot already that I'm like so I thought I didn't realize it was coming from behind and hit like the dude in front of yep. him. And so JFK was, I don't think I've got this in here, but JFK's seat in the motorcade is, is slightly raised. And so that's why it's able to come down from yep. behind. It's being shot from a height, like six yep. stories up. Yep. So it comes down from a height, comes down through him, hits the guy in front and, it, and the bullet is still is incrementally changing its path as it goes. Not much, but and it's still yeah. in a pretty much and a straight yeah, line. So like passing through the soft flesh of a, 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 a neck or a mm-hmm. throat is going to affect the trajectory less than say passing through like thicker areas of the body, like your chest or. Yep. Yeah. 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 So that the magic bullet theory is derided by conspiracy theorists who contend the bullet's path is an impossibility. But the trajectory of this bullet has been proven time and time again. Analysis by the Warren Commission confirmed the likelihood of such a shot, as did the United States House Select Committee on Assassinations Report in 1979. A Discovery Channel forensic reenactment in 2004 also found the same result. Likewise, a 3D animation of the assassination compiled over 10 years by researcher Dale K. Myers and released in 2003 proved conclusively that the bullet had to have come from a small cone of possibility that coincides with the sixth floor of the Texas School Book Depository. Myers compiled his video painstakingly from detailed measurements, photos taken on the day, and the available footage taken by witnesses to the shooting, including the famous Zapruder film. So that's that's the main film of yeah. the yep, yep, yep. shooting from, that we've, from we've all seen. Like the, the from profile the profile position yeah. as it's passing. Yeah. Yeah. So this animated um, so the 3D animation done by Myers it won an Emmy and was independently verified by Z Axis, a business that specialized in producing computer generated animations of event processes and concepts for major litigations in the United States wow. and Europe. 
it concluded Myers' CG analysis was correct. And it's worth noting that Myers was initially a skeptic, stating in, 1980, in a 1982 interview that he didn't think Oswald killed Kennedy. But by the time he'd finished compiling his 3D animation, he was convinced both of Oswald's guilt and of the single bullet theory. Okay, wow. Now, a lot of conspiracy theories relate to the, related to the JFK assassination center on the single bullet theory and how a second gunman had to have been involved to make the bullet's trajectory make sense, that the it was gr- actually two bullets from two different gunmen. The grassy knoll. Yes, that, that, that kind of stuff, yeah. Mm. Connolly's own testimony was that Kennedy was... So, Connolly's the Texan governor who's in the seat in front of yep. JFK. His own testimony was that Kennedy was hit long before he was, but his relection contradicts physical evidence quite a bit because you can actually see the footage of it. But while a lot of attention is focused on this shot, it's the third shot that actually killed Kennedy. He probably would have died from the second one given enough time potentially, but he could have survived from it. But it's the third shot is the head shot. Back and to the left. Yeah. Yeah. Back and to the left. Mm. So watching the Zapruder film is actually horrific. You see yeah. a spray of blood and brain as the third bullet collides with the already wounded president's head, right as his wife Jackie Kennedy turns to, to him to see if he's okay. Oh, God. But according to the Zapruder film, for Oswald to have made the second and third shots in succession would have been incredibly difficult. This has also been used as evidence to suggest a second gunman was involved. Yeah, and like I guess like it's it's the transition of of making that shot, your brain recognizing that you've made it, then rechamp like so exiting the because it's a rifle obviously so he's got to get rid of the cartridge out of the out of the chamber and then chamber another cartridge mm-hmm. and then re-aim and then fire again. And he, and not only is does he do a better shot is it's like the end shot like he mm. he nails it in the second shot that's that that's a difficult task yeah yeah some have also argued that the Zapruder film also offers further proof of a second gunman because the fatal headshot moved JFK's head back and to the left yeah <laughs> which is the only thing any of us remember from Oliver Stone's film yeah yeah that and like lots of park benches. Like, like, okay. like, yeah, like, like park, park, park bench meetings, you know, where Kevin Costner is like sitting next to the guy and, you know, yeah, that passes <laughs> over a newspaper uh, and in the newspaper is the files. I don't even remember that. I remember Tommy Lee Jones is in it. He plays Jack Ruby, I think. I just remember seeing him in, in prison or something. That's the only other bit I remember. Yeah, right. Mm, I haven't seen it. It was mm. a very long time ago when I watched that movie. Yeah. Well, spoiler alert, guess what happens to JFK? He... <laughs> What? <laughs> he rises as what a zombie. Some have also <laughs> argued... Uh, oh, that's so back into the left, yep. Yeah. Um, uh, indicating that the shot came from in front of the car and not behind where Oswald was situated. Yeah. Quote, such a bullet, as it has been argued, was fired by a gunman positioned on the grassy knoll, a park-like area to the right and to the front of where the moving limousine was located at the instant of the photo shot states the findings of the Select Committee on on Assassination in reference to the assassination of President John F. Kennedy. But as that report points out, the Forensic Pathology Panel concluded that President Kennedy was struck by two and only two bullets, each of which entered from the rear. Quote, because this conclusion appears to be inconsistent with the backward motion of the president's head in the Zapruder film, the committee consulted a wound ballistics expert to determine what relationship, if any, exists between the direction from which a bullet strikes the head and subsequent head movement. (laughs) Mm. The 
The expert concluded that nerve damage from a bullet entering the president's head could have caused his back muscles to tighten, which in turn could have caused his head to move towards the rear. Mm. He demonstrated the phenomenon in a film experiment which involved the shooting of goats. Oh, God. Really? Goats had to die to... Yeah. Yeah. To to rule out the uh, grassy knoll theory, they killed goats. Right. Okay. Um, Science. But so I'm just thinking here, so like when, like to that very horrific and description of like- Thank the you. The bullet's trajectory. <laughs> yeah. Haunting writing, Doc. Yeah. You're getting very good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, the, so it took out a vertebrae, yeah. Yeah. So naturally his head has to sort of fall back because like that's where it sits at the base of the neck towards the rear. So if you remove a part of that- Naturally, it's got to collapse and... Well, this is actually... Sorry, that's the bullet before. Yeah, Yeah, that's that's what I mean. So, that's why, yeah, it's falling backwards. So, when the second one goes, his head's already sort of going back. Okay. Interesting. Am I the first guy to think this? Am I... I don't know. I don't know. Well, yeah. I Rule don't, 34. Yeah, I'm not a ballistic expert. <laughs> there is not expert, porn so. of this. <laughs> no, the subsection, the paranormal subsection. Oh, Brady, the couch ballistics expert. Like, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. some theory it, it's been thought of. Yeah. But you can claim it. We call it the Brady Jones The Brady Jones theory. theory. Yeah. That's a thing. <laughs> Still, the amount of time between the second and third shots is widely to be- believed to have been only a matter of seconds. And we'll get into it a little bit further as to how many seconds it is, but there seems to be some kind of discrepancy with that. Recreations by sharpshooters showed, sharp showed this was possible, but difficult, and Oswald was a sharpshooter. But all these elements have fueled the second shooter theory, either operating in concert with Oswald or co- coincidentally simultaneously. The list of possible culprits for either a cover-up or the actual assassination, second shooter, includes... Here's a list of culprits, right? The CIA, the Russians, the Mafia, Vice President Lyndon Baines Johnson, Fidel Castro and the Cuban government, Cuban exiles, the military-industrial complex, shadowy unnamed government figures, the Secret Service, George Bush Sr., powers acting on behalf of the Federal Reserve Bank, the Israeli government, far-right organization the John Birch Group, J. Edgar Hoover, a group of wealthy far-right-leaning Texans, Greek shipping magnate Aristotle Onassis, the South Vietnamese government, international drug lords, Woody Harrelson's dad, convicted murderer James Files, baseball legend Joe DiMaggio, and a French heroin syndicate. syndicate. What about the babushka wow. lady? Uh, do you know about like the babushka the, lady? Yeah, so, I did see a, a bit about that, but she's like there's there's this person in the in the footage, um, and you see her I think during and then after, uh, but there's this old woman uh, dressed, you know, with like uh, like a, a headscarf, a headscarf pulled pulled down around, and she's like, you know, exclaiming, I suppose, like uh, she throws her hands up in shock, mm-hmm. um, and. All, like just about every single individual in that footage was identified by the, the FBI and you mm. know in, during the investigation, but they were never able to identify the babushka lady. She's never come forward, and they never identified. I'm f- I'm fairly certain. So right. like, yeah, and it's funny because when you get into the conspiracy stuff, they start talk referring to particular people in the footage, like from the Zapruda film and from other films, there is actually other, there is other footage that exists of the moment when he gets shot. There's a very limited kind of bit of footage, but you know, all the, all the people that you see in that footage and then in other bits of footage and other photos and everything, they all get nicknames 
Um, yeah. And I can't remember one of them. I want to say it's like one's like the Onion Man or the Man in the with this. Uh, they, they've all, but they all get become these characters in this yeah. narrative, and they're all like, "But what's what's the Onion Man doing? You know, yeah. in the yeah. trees, like, yeah." yeah. <laughs> God, yeah, it's strange. It's um, it, I'm just trying to think of like the zap. Like I've I've obviously remember seeing the the zap root of footage when it goes past the actual um the library that he supposedly shot him from allegedly yeah <laughs> <laughs> but like you can't see there's like nothing that you can see in the window or anything like that i don't that, or- think the footage any footage covers that so it doesn't get up that high yeah, 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 yeah i don't yeah, think yeah, so yeah. it's a good question but I, yeah i don't i don't think that actually covers it um, <laughs> imagine if that I just solved it then. Yeah. <laughs> did, did anybody think Brady's going to think to look? No, did, did, did anyone check to footage? rewind it more? Check like the, the footage. The video. Okay, enhance. 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 <laughs> Lee Harvey Oswald, right there. Did, we want to, uh, did you want to pull out any of those uh, names of possible culprits out of there? Any of them uh, stand out at you? Mm. Uh, Woody Harrelson's dad is a good one. And I mean, I've, I've sort of heard the, the story about like- That his, he was a hitman. His basically. shady dealings. Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah, he was a hitman. And, yeah. he, and I think he was in Dallas at this time. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yep. That's mm. insane. Yeah. Um, George Bush Sr. was in Dallas on, at, on the time as well. And He's for, some, for yeah. some reason, his name comes up as a possible yeah, I'm going to pull the thing. trigger on this bucket. But I, I don't... <laughs> yeah, I mean, you've got people sort of saying, like, this is an insane shot. Like, I don't mm. think George Bush Sr. is that, no. that much of a... <laughs> no, he was a, a cowboy shot. in yeah. films. Like, no, that's yeah, Reagan. Like, that's Reagan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a lucky George Bush, fire. George Bush <laughs> Sr. was in... Was in the army, the military, I think, wasn't he? Wasn't he a pilot? Or am I thinking of John McCain? Uh, I can't remember. Yeah. They know, both McC- I think like McC- McCain got captured. Um, he, yeah. He, he, he was, uh, he got no, captured. No, no. Um, John was Kerry a, a got captured. Oh, no. Oh, it was McCain. Ca- <laughs> God, oh, yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. Yeah. McCain, McCain was yeah. a prisoner. Yeah. American people shouting at their yes. headphones right now. <laughs> Any Americans. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know. They probably didn't even know either. Oh. <laughs> 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 okay. But let's look at a single theory known as the Mortal Error, named after the 1992 book Mortal Error, The Shot That Killed JFK by Bonar Manager. Hmm. Bonner Manager? I'm going to go with Bonner. Unfortunate name. <laughs> because Bonner Manager doesn't just... Bonner Manager. What's stiff you got to say? Yeah. The book is based on a theory investigated by Howard Donahue, a sharpshooter, gunsmith, and ballistic ex- ballistics expert from Towson in Maryland. Donahue was a World War II bomber pilot who flew 35 missions and earned 19 combat medals. I'm just like picturing Yosemite Sam. <laughs> <laughs> this is how Donahue is Yosemite Sam. I'm a gun Sam. expert. <laughs> I done flew 35 missions. After the war, he went to the University of Maryland uh, before working as a pharmaceutical salesman. But his true passion was guns. Over the years, he would run a gun shop in Towson before becoming a firearms examiner who was regularly called upon by courts to offer expert testimony on gun accidents. He was also a dedicated hunter. In 1967, less than four years after the Kennedy assassination, Donahue received a phone call from a hunting buddy with an invitation to join a bunch of hunters and target shooters for a rifle test. He agreed. Soon after, he was in a car heading to the H.P. White Ballistics Laboratory near Bel Air, Maryland, the largest independent ballistics center in America at the time. 
Donahue was one of 11 marksmen to take part in an experiment to recreate the difficulty of Oswald's three shots on that fateful day in Dallas. The test, which was filmed by American TV network CBS, involved trying to hit a moving target at the same distance and angle as Oswald had, firing three shots in the same time frame. Now, the Warren Commission, using the Sapruder film and witness testimony, suggested Oswald fired his three shots in between 4.8 seconds and 7.9 seconds, depending on which of the three shots missed, and it should be noted that the estimations vary. So we're somewhere between five and eight seconds to make these three shots. Wow. That's insane. I, I thought it was so much quicker than... All of There's this. still five seconds. It's still yeah, pretty quick. Yeah, but like in terms of like looking at the footage, it looks like the one, the one shot. You know, the one bullet theory that you were talking about. Yeah. Before. So no, you you definitely see in the footage um, that they kind of um, they yeah they kind of they kind of react to something and then Kennedy goes sort of down. And then he sort of puts his head back, and then it and then pop. Oh, the right. Okay. So I, you, you I, see I, definitely yeah. two can explode. Yeah. Yeah. You see two definite shots, yeah. and the third one's kind of a little bit of a little bit of mystery around where that one went. Okay. Donahue and a couple of other men were given a few Ooh. test shots with the same kind of gun that Oswald used, a six point five millimeter Manlicker Carcano rifle. Manlicker. Six point five millimeter. I'm saying that's pronounced Manlicker. I'm not. Definitely going with man liquor. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what caliber is it? 6.5 millimeter. Right. Man liquor Cassano rifle. After the, sh- uh, the short session in the basement shooting, shooting uh, in the basement shooting range to get familiar with the weapon, they were taken outside to a partial reconstruction of Dealey Plaza in Dallas. A 60 foot walled a 60-foot-tall wooden tower had been built, and running past it was a short railroad track mimicking the path on Elm Street that JFK's car took. On the track was an electronically-powered vehicle that drove at 11 miles an hour, the speed of the presidential procession, and sitting in it was a standard FBI training target, the silhouette of a man's head and upper body. Okay. Right. So let's see how possible this all is. They just like myth busted it. Like, yeah, this mm. is uh, yeah, circa nineteen seventy, whatever it was. Wow. Uh, what year was it? Nineteen sixty-seven. Less than four years after the assassination, okay. we were doing some myth busters, myth buster stuff. CBS had set up the experiment for a TV special narrated by Walter Cronkite that aimed to answer the question of whether Oswald could have fired all three bullets in 6.5 seconds, which is a common estimation within that five to eight that they yep. seems to be the vaguely common consensus. Uh, so Donahue claimed in a 1977 article that the Warren Commission did all its fact-finding test firing against a stationary object, and that article further claimed that tests were done from half the height of Oswald's window. CBS's tower was the correct height and the target was moving. Mm-hmm. Donahue said he was handed the exact rifle Oswald used and sent to the top of the tower with six other men. Holy wow. The exact rifle. That's what he says. They each had numerous attempts at completing the test despite being hampered by a wind and wind and a light rain. Now, according to a 1977 Baltimore Sun article by Ralph Reppert and Donahue's own claims, Donahue was the only marksman out of 11 to score three headshots in less than, than the allotted time, managing the feat in 4.8 seconds. 
Still, according to an article about Donahue in the Baltimore Sun in 1992, knowing how hard it was, Donahue doubted Oswald a mediocre shot could have pulled it off. So this guy has done it. This guy, this yeah, guy Donahue, yeah. has made the shot and proved that it is possible to do it. And he's like, but a- he's still he's still disparaging Oswald and saying he wasn't, he couldn't have done yeah, it. Yeah, because this dude is obviously like a crack shot. Yep. Yeah. So according to official military records referenced in the Warren Commission report. In accordance with standard marine procedures, Oswald received extensive training in marksmanship. He received training on the rifle range at distances up to 500 metres, firing 50 rounds each day for five days. The rankings of marksmanship go marksman, sharpshooter, expert. And in December 1956, Oswald qualified as sharpshooter, although in May 1959, his ranking dropped to marksman. So at some point, he was a decent shot. Marksmanship expert Major Eugene D. Anderson told the Warren Commission that, quote, compared to other Marines receiving the same type of training that Oswald, as Oswald, he was a good shot, somewhat better than average, and that compared to a civilian, he would be considered as a good to excellent shot. Yeah. Another marksmanship expert, Sergeant James A. Zahm, told the Warren Commission that in the Marine Corps, Oswald is a good shot, slightly above average, and as compared to the average male of his age throughout the United States, then he is an excellent shot. But Donahue wasn't sure that Oswald could have pulled off the assassination. His involvement in the recreation spurred him to dig deeper. He bought and read a condensed version of the Warren Commission findings and felt there were inconsistencies and that the evidence of ballistic experts wasn't given enough weight. He also read a number of conspiracy books on the assassination, but noticed the authors had little knowledge of ballistics and capabilities of weapons. Cool. So this is this dude is like a bit of a... A logical dig in terms of like everything that's available at this point in time. Like he's pulled off the shot and he's like realized that is. It's a tough shot. Yeah, that is really difficult. And so I'm going to read up on it. And yeah. being a ballistics expert, he's, he's finding some holes here. His quote is that I'm the only firearms expert who's investigated this. He told the Baltimore Sun. Everyone else is either a lawyer or an engineer or just an amateur. Mm, he does have a good point, I suppose. Yeah. He does sound a little bit cocky, though. Like, it kind of sounds like the guy, like, in, you know, a video game that you buy your best weapons from. You know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's like, you know, the he's gun the last NPC, city, like, like, unlock. Yeah. Yeah, I made the shot. Yeah. 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 But I'm too old now. Yeah. You know? You're going to have to make the shot. You're going to have to make this, this shot. So Donahue wasn't convinced that the third shot, the fatal headshot, came from Oswald's gun, based on, quote, medical, ballistic, and other evidence. Donahue's own investigations backed the single bullet theory, so the second shot being the one that went through two of them and on, on that angle, but he believes the third casing left in the book depository was a slightly bent and empty one ex- uh, kept in the rifle's chamber. He also questioned the trajectory of the shot, saying it was unlikely to come from Oswald's position. This is the third bullet. Um, as well as whether Oswald's type of bullets could have done the kind of damage that the third shot inflicted on JF- JFK's skull and brain. Right. So he's questioning just the third shot. He thinks the third shot's come from somewhere else, which is the lone, the uh, grassy knoll theory and other yeah, yeah. ones yeah. kind of go with this as well. 
But he's going to go in a slightly different just, direction. Just to back up, like you were saying that um, they used his actual rifle for this test. Th- that's his claim, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, how did they get that? Was that just like abandoned there? Like in- it was left in the book depository. When Oswald bugged out of there after he made his shots, he left the gun there, the casings there, and he walked out. Wow. And then, so then when he's walking down the street, so he gets accosted by a police officer not long after this yeah. and, and gets in kind of an altercation with him. And he doesn't have a gun with him at that point. Yeah. I mean, actually, yeah, that is a smart sort of play. Yeah. yeah. Like you don't Did, take the gun so I think you just, just shot the president with as, you, as you're escaping. <laughs> I would be such a bad assassin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this old thing? Oh, I just oh. found it on the ground. Oh, like, I thought um, it was flowers. I was just looking after this for a friend. Yeah. <laughs> What do you mean it's smoking? I don't see any smoke. <laughs> During the course of his investigation, Donahue happened to meet Dr. Russell Fisher, who had led a panel which reviewed JFK's autopsy in 1968. Dr. Fisher gave Donahue a copy of the panel's report and provided insights into the report and, quote, problems with the material provided to the panel. From this information, Donahue reached a couple of conclusions Notably that Kennedy suffered a scalp wound from a ricochet fragment from Oswald's first shot, which resolved some problems with the timing of the reactions of Kennedy and Connolly. Mm. Does that make sense? So, so the, shot- first, the first shot is thought to have just hit the pavement, yeah. potentially, but kind of a bit vague about it. And Donahue reckons that a ricochet off that has hit Kennedy in the head and he's kind of flinched. And this is partly why Connolly in the seat in front who gets hit by the second bullet thought that Kennedy got hit some period of time before yeah, he yeah. did. Yeah, right. Okay. But through all his investigations, Donahue couldn't find the location of the gun that he believed fired the third bullet. What? So Donahue oh, thinks okay. it's come yeah, from yeah, somewhere yeah, else, yeah, but he doesn't yeah, know. The he's he's, yeah, the, yeah, he's yeah, the, the two shooters. Yeah. 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 So yeah. he's wow, like, I don't know where the gun is in Dealey Plaza. I, I don't know where it's come from. And then he saw a photo in Life magazine in 1969 that showed a more front-on view of JFK's, JFK's car taken at the time of the assassination. In the background was a Secret Service car following the president. And there was the gun, an AR-15 rifle held by Secret Service Special Agent George Warren Hickey Jr. What? Now, the gun had actually been mentioned during the Warren Commission, but Donahue hadn't paid it much mind. But as he looked into it further, he came up with the following theory, as summarised by the 1992 Baltimore Sun article. Quote, Oswald fired only twice at President Kennedy. His first bullet struck pavement, sprayed the limousine with fragments, one of which hit Kennedy in the head. The second, the so-called magic bullet, penetrated the President's neck, probably a mortal wound, and Governor Connolly, as the Warren Warren Commission said. In fact, Mr. Donahue is one of the few people who have studied the assassination and who endorses the magic bullet theory. At this point, a Secret Service agent in the follow-up Cadillac stood up with an AR-15 assault rifle, the weapon later made famous as the M-16. As he turned towards the Texas School Book Depository, he slipped backward and the rifle fell, striking the president on a left-to-right axis, high in the head, fragmenting inside his brain and blowing out the right side of his skull. The moment as captured in all its terrible gore on frame 313 of the Zapruder film. So he's suggesting that the third shot is an accident. Yes. And like just a... The mortal error. That is in that is insane, like insanely bad luck, though, 
to be like shot in the back of the neck and then a guy near you with a gun slips over and shoots yeah, you in the head. Like, what are you going to do when that happens? You're going to, every muscle on your body is going to, you're standing, okay, I'm, I'm understanding that like the general training is don't have your, fi- your finger on the trigger. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, you've already heard a gunshot maybe and another one, like you put your finger on the trigger or you slip back or to you To be ready adjust. to, yeah. Yeah, that's that's kind of plausible, I suppose, mm. in a Is, way. Like, I mean, surely they can enhance the enhance. The, the photograph to see whether or not, like, he's, like, doing the safe thing as far as, like, how you like rest where your is finger. His trigger finger. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know that the oh, photo is... Where the- is his finger? I Brady. have a fucking gold mine. <laughs> you, need to, like, you need to go through yeah, all this wow. evidence that I had to go through. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm good. The magic I'll finger. I'll just listen to this podcast okay. again and agree with me. Yeah. <laughs> Keep it up, Brady. <laughs> Secret Service agent Winston G. Lawson even claimed to the Warren Commission that, quote, I noticed Agent Hickey standing up in the following car stand up in the follow-up car with the automatic weapon and first thought he had fired at someone. At the time, Hickey said in a statement, he thought the shots had come from behind him and to his right, which is where Oswald was located relative to Hickey. But yeah, here's another Secret Secret Service agent who's saying that he first thought that Hickey had fired when he saw him stand up. Yeah, right. Mm. Not that he did, but that he thought that he did. Yeah. Donahue described it all as, quote, a classic gun accident. Quote, as freakish as the odds may seem, many gun accidents involve fantastic odds. A man just happens to be in the way when a shotgun goes off. He said a tenth of a second later, he'd be alive or a tenth of a second earlier. In the 1977 interview, he said the real cause of the president's death would have been known by officials within a matter of minutes and a decision would have been made. Quote, the president's brother, the late Robert Kennedy, was the take charge sort of man who might have made the decision to withhold the fact that our country's chief executive had been killed accidentally by one of his own bodyguards, Donahue told the Baltimore Sun. Wow. I, I've not heard this. This is insane. Yeah, I haven't heard this particular theory before either. Perhaps it wasn't, quote, it, perhaps it wasn't so much a deliberate decision to cover up, but merely a numbed, heartbroken acceptance to continue a cover up that had already set in. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Mm. Donahue offered the following claims to support his so-called mortal error theory. Number one, the line of the entry and exit wounds from the third bullet suggested it came from the left, not the right-hand side, where the Texas Book Depository was located relative to JFK. Mm -hmm. The third shot impact on JFK's head was more consistent with a hollow point bullet, which would have come from the type of gun Special Agent Hickey was carrying, not Oswald's gun. Yeah, okay, that's... Several street-level witnesses reported smelling gunpowder, which was unlikely if all the shots came from 60 yards up and 88 yards away in the Texas Book Depository. Mm. Wow. That could be just like a, a thing that witnesses say happened but yeah. didn't really Wit- happen. Witnesses are notoriously... Exactly, inventing yeah. evidence. Memory is just a bitch of a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Testimony puts the AR-15 rifle in the agent's hand in the immediate time frame of the third shot. That is true. Some witnesses reported hearing the sound of gunshots from the cars. Mm, It's the witness thing again. Yeah. (laughs) Governor John Connolly said the third shot was the loudest. Oh, yeah, right. 
Some witnesses in the Texas Book Depository claim they only heard two shots, although this testimony was later recanted. Donahue claimed the third shell found at Oswald's location in the book depository was too beat up and dented to have been fired. So, and that was sort of covered before that it was like a, a chambered round and was probably cleared first to fire the first shot. Yeah, that was yeah. one of Donahue's theories yeah. and he's sort of, that's he's really amping that bit up. Uh, and finally, and, Dos, and Oswald's own befuddlement and declaration that he was a patsy at the time of his arrest and interrogation. Yeah, mm. yeah. Yeah, now we haven't gone into Oswald and Oswald's character and, and stuff yet. No, and I, I'm not going to go into it much further than what I said before about that he'd been to Russia, that he was a So, we're a only getting, a, we're getting just a, a piece of the puzzle, not, not the, the full breakdown. You don't think... If, if you think it's possible to cover the full <laughs> JFK assassination in one one-hour-long podcast... <laughs> We don't have to be confined to an hour, do we? Let's stay up all night. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But like the thing, like the Russia thing, I'm Mm -hmm. I'm just going to throw it out there. A little bit of Manchurian candidate type deal. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm not uh, adverse to that theory. Look, there probably is another podcast in just looking at Oswald and what he did leading up to it and... The very small yeah, amount of time Oswald that he was alive files. after that. Yeah. yeah. Um, like, the, I remember, like, the, the footage of, of him, like, being led around and stuff. And he just kind of looks hazy. And if he's in some, you know, like, some kind of hypnosis, partly, hypnotic state. Or- surely partly that is because they beat the fuck out of him during the interrogation. Yeah. Like, they, he's got bruises all over his face. Yeah, you see any photos of it? Like, they just him. went to yeah, town on yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I dare Who say this. Who are you working for? <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> but so one thing that this mortal error thing is why it's interesting is because it kind of actually it gets away from all of that conjecture around Oswald. It it absorbs some yeah. of it that he did his part of it, but this does this theory doesn't look at the why of it all, except that part of it was an accident. That, yeah. That's the only why it's sort of looking at. That's that's just insane. Like I mean, especially um, Connolly. Saying that the third shot was the loudest. Oh yeah, John Con- yeah, John Connolly saying that. Yeah. 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 He, yeah. And he also said that, you know, that there was that Kennedy got hit before him. Mm. But yeah. It, this all kind of fits in reasonably well with but that makes what he sense said. like that Kennedy would get hit before him because it came through yeah yeah but Connolly's testimony was that there was a significant dif- distance in t- of time like several yeah, right. seconds okay. before not enough to have a yep. single bullet going through did they interview and investigate the guy holding the M16 very good question Donahue first aired his theory in 1977 in the Baltimore Sun thanks to reporter Ralph Reppert who published a number of articles on the mortal error hypothesis. The idea attracted little attention, which surprised Donahue, and it was denounced by other experts, including the House Select Assassination Committee of 1978 and American TV program 60 Minutes. The wider community of Kennedy assassination investigators and conspiracy theorists also derided Donahue's idea. The notion of any accident... That it, or that it was an accident, didn't jive with their complicated theories around gunmen on grassy knolls and Machiavellian, Machiavellian machinations pulling strings behind the scenes. <laughs> jive. Yes, I wrote jive. Yeah, you did. Yeah. It didn't jive. jive. I thought it was a perfect word there. It was leading. Leading the witness. 
But Reppert was fully on board with Donahue's theory, turning into two separate articles in 1977 and agreeing to work on a book about the idea. Unfortunately, Reppert died in 1979, and with that, Donahue lost his key supporter. Donahue approached other JFK assassination writers and experts, but no one wanted to turn his theory into a book. Many years passed before Donahue received a call from Bonner Manninger, who had heard about Donahue from a friend. Manninger was a reporter who had worked for the Kansas City Business Journal and the Washington Business Journal, and he was fascinated by Donahue and his theory. Their subsequent book was published in 1992 and titled Mortal Error. But the book was missing something, an interview with George Hickey. Mm. Donahue, Manninger, and the chairman of the board of the book's publishers, St. Martin's, tried for months to get an interview but were met with silence or threats of legal action. Indeed, Donahue had been trying for years to get an interview with Hickey. Donahue's wife, Katie, even recorded a tape of herself pleading with Hickey for an interview, but there was no response. Please make him stop. He's well, make like, him go away. He's got his wife on the case, like, yeah. like in a really desperate pleading. This guy to admit some kind of fault involved in the JFK well, not shooting. Just, just to interview him, just to have a chat. Yeah, but yeah, not asking for admission, asking for his side of the story. Okay, yeah. just asking for balance. Seems legit. Yeah, the lawsuits, uh, the lawsuit threats warned Donahue he would be sued for US forty million dollars. To which Donahue replied. A hundred million. We think it's great. We went over this with our lawyers and their consensus is that he won't sue because we did everything we could to reach him. We never arrived at our conclusion through malice. It was a deduction on our part. We didn't accuse him of being an assassin. He was caught in an unfortunate web of fate through no fault of his own. It was an absolute accident and he was reacting in a courageous manner. He knew that as soon as he was up, he was going to come under a hail of lead. Hmm. Anyway, in 1995, Hickey sued St. Martin's. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> it was three years and three months after the publication of Mortal Error. In September 1997, U.S. District Court Judge Alexander Harvey II dismissed the suit, ruling that Hickey waited too long to sue for defamation on the basis of the book Mortal Error. That's stupid. The effects of a book being released saying that you accidentally killed the president but you've wouldn't only- be felt for years afterwards, like when, once the story is permeate, permeated into yeah. culture and... Yeah, yeah, no, no, you've only got you've only got that's three ridiculous. years. The statute of limitations on it was like three years or something. That's a ridiculous. Jeez. Yeah, that's stupid. Yeah. Mark S. Zaid, Hickey's lawyer, said Hickey delayed filing suit because he was quote essentially on his deathbed and his family didn't expect him to live. Hickey sued again when the paperback version was released and the matter was settled in 1998 for an undisclosed sum. Mm. Donahue died the following year. Hickey died in either 2005 or 2011. It's for some reason, the internet just can't decide on what year this guy died, which is just really strange. Hmm. Either way, this meant the theory could get another airing without the possibility of getting sued. Hmm. Manager teamed with Aussie journalist and former cop Colin McLaren to put together a second book and documentary to further investigate Donahue's claims. <laughs> wow. Bloody uh, McLaren. I, um... Yeah. What a twist. What a twist. McLaren had picked up a copy of Mortal Error in 1992 and had like been- and <laughs> <laughs> Just been waiting for me to say something, anything. I don't like him. He mm. sounds dodgy. 
McLaren the, the picked name up. of a grifter. Yeah. It just sounds like a grifter, doesn't it? Or like a car. Allegedly, allegedly. I think Colin McLaren is still alive. We're going to allegedly all of this. Um, it's a funny joke. Can't reach it. Reach out before you sue us, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll explain something to you when you want to know what we're talking about. Yeah. McLaren had picked up a copy of Mortal Error in 1992 and been had been amazed it didn't get much attention and that it had sold so poorly. But Donahue's theory struck a chord with, with, with McLaren, whose own uncle had died from a shooting accident. McLaren had also witnessed more than his share of accidental shootings during his time on the force. The Australian ex-cop decided the case needed an independent investigation to test whether the evidence supported Donahue's conclusion that Secret Service agent George Hickey had accidentally finished what Oswald had begun. So we've got a new investigation. McClaz is on the, t- on the scene and he's going to do his own investigation on it. Okay, cool. McLaren worked through the full Warren Commission report and the complete unretracted Assassination Records Review Board findings and then tracked down 22 witnesses who saw JFK get shot. According to an interview with the Herald Sun, McLaren claimed 10 of the witnesses smelled gun smoke at street level and 12 claimed to have seen gun smoke at street level near the Secret Service car. Witnesses also claimed to have been gagged or intimidated prior to appearing before the Warren Commission, also, JFK's brain had gone missing at some point. Wow. McLaren and Donahue hypothesized it was part of the cover-up. Or was it like, you know, the secret cabal trying to raise him uh, later as some kind of like Franken-Kennedy? Uh, yeah, know? yeah. John Franken-Kennedy. John Franken-Kennedy. I don't know if the cabal would want more sort of progressive leaders like JFK. No, but you've got to like turn, you know. The, Maybe it's a the, progressive yeah, cabal. Yeah. A the, progressive cabal. <laughs> you've got to like turn the light back into darkness. That's the ultimate cabal move. Mm, okay. Let the hate flow through you. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I, I, I think it's fairly established that, that privately JFK was not a good person. Mm. Mm. But I think, but politically, I think he, he was good in terms of leftist, pro- progressive government. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, can we, we, haven't, we haven't turned left on this one yet, but can we put forward the idea that it was actually aliens that to- stole the brain of JFK? Well, we should put yeah. it in there now. Yeah. 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 Okay. McLaren travelled the US with a film crew and compiled his, ass- his assessment of Donahue's work into a doco and book called JFK, The Smoking Gun. Much like Mortal Error, it was largely ignored. Can you believe it? That Mortal Error was ignored? <laughs> uh, I mean, it's a, it's a pretty crazy theory. Yeah. It's plausible, though. It, uh, it's but- plausible that, that whole, like, the guy talking about, like, gun accidents happen all the time. And the reason why they happen is because when you... You know, you pull a trigger. When you pick yeah. up a gun. A bullet comes out and it <laughs> flies and shoots and kills things that you don't necessarily, uh, like you're not necessarily yeah. aiming at or can see at the time. Like gun accidents happen. And that dude, like the, the secret, um, secret Service guy, like hearing the shots and having a gun in his hand. I just feel like the natural, you know, reaction is to flinch and... Especially but, if you I mean, sleep. I guess that's part of your training, you know, to, to not flinch and not be startled by gunfire. Yeah, but-, yeah, but you've just hit on a point there. 
if if you slip backwards, like you tense your body, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like and there's, there's some no, suggestion. Of yeah, that. there's yeah. no real training that can stop you from doing that. I don't think. Yeah, like, I mean, the yeah. guy driving the car maybe put his foot down on the accelerator a bit. Too. Yeah, he, like, he, he tried he, to stand up. He on did. Him, like a moving car. Like, yeah, actually, <laughs> yeah. I, le- I left that bit out. But the second the follow up car speeds up and pull, to pull up alongside them after, as after hearing like the second shot. So the timing on that is that it all checks out. Yeah. Wow. This is all. This, this can be all part of the Brady theory that you know you you can write a book I, in the future. God, just hit me up. I'm full <laughs> of this stuff. So I actually I actually picked this one because I didn't know one way or another whether it was real or not, and I was really intrigued in it. And reading a lot of stuff, I I felt like it was really plausible. And at this point in the podcast, if I was sitting in your seats, I would probably be. 50-50, I'd say it's possible. Yeah, so, I, yeah, I, I would look, say I, at this point, it's it's plausible. The mm. thing yep. the thing that stops me from like 100% buy-in is that already the, of the Oswald shots are like fucking pretty decent shots. Now we're adding in another freak shot from... Oh, yeah, it's yeah. a bit closer, but like it's a freaky shot. Mathematically speaking, this is just fucking off the scale of yeah. probability like it's that, just- that's the only thing really holding me back but i mean who, but who it, fucking but knows? kind of like, like- but as he says like any shooting <laughs> accident could be you know kind of a one in a million yeah. kind of shot yeah. yeah the fact that it happens in this circumstance just ask dick cheney <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it's a bear. Oh, it's yeah. my, oh, you're not a bear. Oh, the, the the one the the shooting that that I was thinking like the accidental shooting that I was thinking about was um the killing of Bruce Lee's son Brandon Lee mm. on the set of uh, during the film of, of the Crow where they were um, all these gangsters are like pick up their guns and they all empty their clips into you know Brandon Lee the Crow standing on the on the on the table. And apparently during that scene, they'd done multiple takes. And uh, in the first take, they'd shot these blanks, but one of the blank cartridges got stuck inside and the gun. And kind of compacted or something too. Yeah. So then when they did a second take, the the second cartridge coming into the gun was enough for, uh, uh, force to be generated to expel that, that spent yeah. cartridge out into Brandon Lee's body and killed him. Like, yeah, yeah, and again, yeah, like one in a million. It's just a one in a million that, gun accident yeah. that can, ha- you know, happen. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, so I had hoped that this would be the one that would get to the question of can you believe it, and we'd walk away afterwards going, you know what, that's plausible. I'm kind of. I mean, we did just all board. say that, like, kind of. We we kind of have, but we'll see how if we, if we still get, feel that way after oh, the postscript. Man. You're just always crushing my. I know. Sorry, I just can't not. Do it. <laughs> just I can't not are, crush you. Facts yeah. don't care about your feelings. Yeah. <laughs> facts don't care for feelings. Facts uh. don't care for feelings. As American journalist Roscoe Drummond wrote in 1966, quote, if there were a conspiracy to cover up the truth about the assassination, it would have to involve the Chief Justice, the Republican, Democratic, and non-party members of the Commission, the FBI, the CIA, the Secret Service, the Distinguished Doctors of the Armed Services, and the White House. A conspiracy so multiple and complex that it would have fallen of its own weight. And this goes back to the thing we talked about with the moon landing hoax. So, any serious conspiracy is going to fall down somewhere. 
Donahue's research is compelling, but there are no witnesses that back it up conclusively. Of the more than 100 witnesses that testified, not a single one said they saw Hickey shoot JFK. No one claimed to see Hickey being remonstrated with or taken into custody. No, uh, and no other Secret Service agents who were present ever have ever backed the theory, including those who were in the car with Hickey, among whom was David Powers, a friend and personal aide of JFK. Mm. Yeah, but if you slipped and pulled the trigger, who are you going to tell? You're not going to tell someone. Yeah, mm. but the other people in that car would know if he fired a shot. So they've either they're either cover, covering it up or he didn't fire a shot. I, I suppose what yeah, they there. would they would know because the it's, expelled cartridge would. Well, you, you're come right. Out of the gun you're and, right next to you. You're going to hear a gunshot right next to you. Like there yeah, is no, there's yeah. no avoiding that. Yeah, but like in in a yeah okay yeah definitely like in in amongst the chaos even you're still going to hear an M16 being fired right next to you. Yes. Yeah. Indeed, Secret Service agent Winston Lawson, who's the guy who said earlier that he if he first thought that Hickey had fired had fired a shot he called the whole thing quote about the biggest bunch of bull i've ever heard in my life and absolutely ridiculous donahue's work and mclaren's as well repeatedly trash the official autopsy report saying it's full of mistakes yet then rely on it to prove their own cause except when it doesn't match up Hmm. similarly donahue denounces ballistic evidence presented to the warren commission and the assassinations board but agrees with parts of it also, Donahue's claims that Oswald's bullets couldn't have caused the damage of the third bullet have been disproven by numerous tests which show they could have done that damage. Mm. It's also fairly conclusively agreed that Oswald fired three shots and that one missed. How? Uh, because of the, the cartridges. The thing that Donahue's saying about one of them being bent and unable yeah. to be fired is not the case. Yeah, it could have just been stepped on or whatever. Yep, and the... Uh, or in the process of firing it and yep. clinking it out of the barrel. Then it's hit something. It's, yeah. And, yep. Or the barrel has bent it or whatever. Like mm. you know, there's, there's lots of possibilities of where that, that has happened. Um, I haven't seen anyone really like make a big song and dance about this yeah, okay. cartridge being that bent and whacked it, except for Donahue yeah. as well. Other uh, witnesses in the building um, and in the streets all say they heard three shots come from the same place too. Didn't, the some people in the book depository say it was um so two it was shots two yeah and then they later recanted that oh. testimony okay so yeah, you the can truth eat- can come out yeah yeah what well, no i said that at the time i yeah, said that yeah. in there but it's but you know recanted testimony okay do you believe the first thing because they've taken it back for some weird reason or do you believe the second thing because they've corrected themselves so you know I'm yeah not- either either ones yeah, yeah. there's problems with it. Paul Monk, who is the founder and director of OzThink Consulting, which has run a three-day workshop on the JFK assassination for intelligence professionals, lawyers, bankers, and others for the past 12 years, called McLaren's book, quote, a pile of smoking something, but its author is no gun. Quote, McLaren bangs on about what a great detective he was, but shows himself to be a poor forensic analyst by declaring that, quote, the problem with science is that it is often contradictory and comes down to interpretation. So he prefers to lie on, quote, the purity of witness evidence. Mm. Belief in the purity of witness evidence should have been drummed out of his head a long time ago. Eye and ear witness testimony is highly unreliable and has to be very carefully sifted and collated to get even an approximation to the truth. 
But even if witness testimony as such could be relied upon upon implicitly, his use of it in this case is both extraordinarily selective and ham-fisted. He ignores an overwhelming body of testimony from Dealey Plaza that contradicts his case. Hmm. For the record, Hickey's own testimony which was to the Warren Commission, is that he didn't pick up his gun until after three shots had been fired and the cars were near the underpass leaving Dealey Plaza. And as for JFK's brain, it was reportedly taken by his brother Robert Kennedy to prevent it from being put on public display to ensure a level of familial privacy, a long rumored notion confirmed by government documents in recent years. So JFK's brain is... Sitting in a jar of formaldehyde somewhere, somewhere, yeah. just waiting for some like super villain to steal it and like, <laughs> oh, create and like, make Mecca an Kennedy, of, yeah. uh. <laughs> Mecca Kennedy. Uh, wow. Yeah, like it, like, but that's that's a thing, right? Like his brain is sitting in a jar somewhere yeah. in the world, and, I'm and pre- when people go around to this person's house, he goes, "See that brain there in that mm. jar? That's JFK's brain." That's that. totally someone who's doing that at dinner parties, isn't yep. it? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I think it's it's um, it's well known now or proven now that uh, Robert Kennedy took JFK's brain and put it somewhere, but we don't know where it is. But it's you know, but it's understood you that know that who done. would I think have that kind of thing in their house? Nick Cage. Hmm? <laughs> he he has some weird stuff, and I mean some just self-destructive spending habits but yeah he yeah. buys dinosaur skeletons yeah, yeah. and displays mm. them in his house yeah yeah <laughs> did, did he buy an original copy of the the constitution you know from you know national treasure yeah. or whatever i think he went and bought like <laughs> a version of the constitution or something I don't that was the no, me- you- like a re no like a like rewriting a re- yeah, 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 yeah like yeah, an okay. old rewriting of it yeah because like the <laughs> yeah. meme of like him stealing it in the movie yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. So, Ugh. so the the I really wanted to believe the model error, yeah. Except that when you get down to you know uh, the way Donahue and McLaren have both researched this, they have cherry picked information. Mm-hmm. Um, that some witnesses they go, oh, that witness smelt gun smoke or heard a gunshot at, at street level. You know, of the huge amount of people who were uh, interviewed, like that was only a selection of them. So you're yeah. discounting majority of evidence to reach that conclusion anyway but it's just one of the things where he's just picking bits and pieces out of it and the fact that no one has no one conclusively on the ground at the time saw this guy shoot him like no one saw him get a shot off or is no one is even convinced from the ground level that that is what's happened you know it's only donahue going i think there's another shot and i think it's come from this guy and then and i think it's an accident Mm. That's all. It's all, but it's, that's really the nutshell of the story. That's as yeah. Deep look, as it goes. Uh, um, one thing that that we we kind of touched on lightly, but Oswell being the the shooter, uh, I think is kind of undisputed now. Like in in terms of the forensic and and the the recreation, um, the it's doable. It's it's totally possible that Oswell yeah. did it. And could could have done it, like- and the, and the list of of organisations and individuals that you read out before that were you know had had been suggested as having some kind of motive for killing yep. JFK. So this there still remains the question of why did 
Oswald do it? Mm-hmm. And who trained him or who influenced him or who, you know... You think the the mysteries in, like, the setting up. Like, yeah. I, I, n- n- nothing the- that, that, that you've said has answered that side yep. of the mystery. Yeah. Look, there's pro- there's another podcast in just looking at, at mm. Oswald and what... Yeah, what led him to that moment? Why he did it? Because that is, yeah, that is the question. And the more, as I said before, the moral error theory theory doesn't deal with that at all. It's just, it's just positing where the third bullet potentially came from. Yeah, I'm, like I think there's more to that Manchurian Candidate stuff. You know, like just from that the footage of him, he just seems dazed and Stick with doesn't your quite old understand. Boy Brady Jones and that was what he suggested, didn't he? Like at Oswald himself. But- Mm. Yeah, I think you what, you, you the, mentioned something before, like what Oswald said about the, oh, he, the shooting. He, he he claimed he yeah in his interview he, was a patsy. He, he claimed he was a patsy. Yeah, and um, did he reveal who? No, so he was involved. He, no, so he got shot by Jack Ruby within that's right a, a day or two days of the assassination. I think mm. you know on live on TV he got he got shot as well and. So the 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 amount of information they got actually from Oswald is really minimal. What was the deal with Jack Ruby? Like, who, yeah, how- yeah, I don't know because I think he got killed like soon after as well. Oh my yeah. god! Yeah, I haven't actually looked into Jack Ruby, but like, why? I think we need a part two. I've, I've I think, think we need so. a, a part two. Of, I of this. I have just learned actually so much from this episode. Like. I thought I had a pretty good idea of like what we could, happened. Uh, I, I think we need to do a part two where we look at JFK and his character and and potential motivations for some of these people to have influence or had some kind of connection with Oswald. You, and then Oswald a, a, as well. I think Oswald is the mystery here. That's the story. Yeah. You know what really got my Manchurian candidate little ticker going, you know, little crazy <laughs> uh, metronome like <laughs> Babushka lady. Mm-hmm. Like a bright scarf, like, you know, that whole thing about like a visual cue. Yeah. Like, she is, yeah. It, yeah. It, it, she is- a babushka lady. So you think the coloured scarf is the signal? Yeah, that triggers. I, I don't know. There's a um, so there's a Darren Brown um, thing about how he effectively gets into. Is it possible to hypnotise someone to assassinate yeah. a, a famous person? And Cause, like, and because he was t- looked somewhat at the Sirhan Sirhan case, yes, where yeah, he assa- yep. which assassinated Robert Kennedy, I think, wasn't yep. it? Yeah, yeah. Yep. And, and yeah, that was like a, a red polka dot dress of a girl sitting in front. And he tried to recreate a lot of that. And it's, um, it's, it's pretty freaky, mm. like what he found in terms of like, he, he coached this guy to get into what was called the shooter mode, which is That's like right. yeah, really gonna, calm. Yeah. And Shoot, you're in shooter mode. Yeah. It's, and, it was scary. It was creepy. But like he like fully coached him to a point of like robotic as far as like exhaling while you're firing to get yeah. that really pinpoint accuracy. So, I mean, just in terms of like, there's just a really vibrant, odd, like a piece of clothing or an, uh, an oddly dressed 
Like yeah, in, in America, like idea, you're, you're not going to see a, a lady dressed uh, like in. Uh, well, I guess she's she's wearing an overcoat and and a headscarf. What, what year so, is this though? 63. 63. I mean, that's still within like the fashion of the time. Yeah, right? it's it's not yeah. it's not that absurd that she's wearing that. And also, there's a certain amount of premeditation that Oswald has gone to the sixth floor of this mm. place. He's picked a room. He's got a gun with him. He's got his ammo and he has gone up there waiting for the car, knowing that it's going to go past. I can't believe I'm starting my own, my very own conspiracy <laughs> theory. We're kind of here to debunk them, not create. Them. No, I don't care. I'm <laughs> hey, no new theories. Always welcome. But yep. any of this stuff. Um, absolutely. The next one, we should debunk my own theory. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and get into, like, me as a character. <laughs> me getting angry at me. Mm. Fuck this guy. Brady Jones had no credentials as an investigator. <laughs> oh, He's li- listed as an amateur uh, soft cheese enthusiast. <laughs> <laughs> and enjoys drinking straight eucalyptus oil. <laughs> wow. Um. Yeah, this this was a this was a good episode. This, well, I, uh, this- selfishly, like narcissismo. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, certainly Oswald and Jack Ruby and all that sort of stuff is definitely worth investigating. Uh, doing a podcast on uh, the Sirhan Sirhan Robert Kennedy assassination as well. Like the totally. claims around him being brainwashed and stuff too is really interesting. Man, we could be so- just like taking a hard fork here into some. Oh, like- we we might get the call. <laughs> hey. <laughs> You better cease and desist, fellas, uh, with your You're getting podcast. a little too close. You're, yeah, you're getting a little too close. I think if we were to take anything from this season, like we've got to start writing our own book and then annotate on that book mm, and yeah. then send it to some- Just yeah. to confirm your own craziness theories. <laughs> yeah. Be your own validator. Yeah. 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 Uh, thank you very much for listening. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed the season. We have been trying to put together a new season for some time, but we prefer to do it uh, in person. So that's why we haven't recorded any during lockdowns because some podcasts, we shall remain nameless, just lost a little bit of their edge by not being present in the same room. So that's why we didn't do that. So that's why it's taken a, uh, a little while, but I hope you appreciate yeah, we, we, it. We, like we season. We want it to go to you, you know, straight from the source, the very but just piping hot straight of out of Bray, it. Brady Colonel and, and Matt just squeezed out directly into your ear holes. I got to tell you, my lounge room is a mess. <laughs> <laughs> There's juice everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so thank you for listening. There's a lot of sources believe it or not for this jfk episode because i had to do a shitload of reading just to even understand what the fuck happened uh and so all the sources they're there particularly in the spotify link they're in other parts of uh, where you might find the your internet yes they're on other parts of the internet <laughs> where you go to find uh good podcast sources uh so yeah thanks for listening and uh see you next season yeah <laughs>